Rambam chapter 5. Chapter 5 deals with two mitzvahs, the mitzvah's ase of Kiddush Hashem and the mitzvah's leisase of Hillel Hashem. It's fairly self-contained and these mitzvahs aren't discussed in other chapters. The Rambam first begins with a general rule. When you're given a choice between transgressing a mitzvah or death, you choose to transgress the mitzvah because the Pasuk says v'chai abahem. But there are several exceptions which the Rambam goes through. The first exception is the three most severe mitzvahs, which are Avodah worshipping idols, Shvichas Damim, which is murder, and Gili Arayos, which are forbidden sexual relations. In those cases, you cannot transgress the mitzvah if it's done for the Goy's benefit. For example, if the Goy says, kill this person because I don't like him, or I want to sleep with this Jewish woman for my own benefit. In those cases, the Jew must be killed rather than allow the mitzvah to be transgressed. However, if the Goy tells the Jew to do these things, kill, worship an idol, etc., solely for the purpose of the mitzvah being transgressed, then it depends if there's a minion. If there's no minion, the Rambam says you can transgress. But if there is a minion, then the Jew must be killed rather than making a chil Hashem birabim, making a public desecration of Hashem's name. The second exception is when there's a shasag zero, when there's a king that has made decrees on Jews not to do mitzvahs. In those cases, a Jew must be killed for any mitzvah, not just for those three. Um, and it doesn't matter if there's a minion or no minion. However, what are the consequences of these things? The consequence, even though the Ramam says in several cases, if a person is killed when he should have transgressed, he's chaya for his life, even though he's already dead, or he makes a chil Hashem, there is no punishment because in all these cases, the person does it with an inus. However, if a person is killed properly, especially when there's a minion present, that's considered a Kiddush Hashem. And the Rambam says that one who is killed in front of a minion, uh, at, at Al-Kiddush Hashem, is the highest level of service to Hashem. For example, Rabbi Akiva or Hanani, Mishal, and Azariah. And interesting to note that the Rambam does not make a distinction between those who actually are killed, like Rabbi Akiva, and those who are thrown into a furnace and survive, like Hanani, Mishal, and Azariah, or Abraham, where they were willing to give their lives, even though Hashem actually saves them with a miracle. In both of those cases, that's considered a Kiddush Hashem Barabim. So what happens if a Goy tells the Yidden that we're going to force you to choose? Either you give us one woman that we can rape, or I'm going to rape all the women. Or you give us one person that we can kill, or we're going to kill all the people. So the Ramam says that in that case, they all must be raped, they all must be killed, because you can't sacrifice one person that way. It's not worth uh, it's not worth put, you know, giving a, a Jew over to the Goyim. But there is an exception. The exception is if the person that they want to kill is already Chayav Misa. They say, give us this person, um, and that person has to already be Chayav Misa. In that case, you can give that person over to the Goyim to save the rest of the Jews' lives. Now this mitzvah of Chil Hashem and, K- and Kiddush Hashem, and this concept of v'chaya behem also carries over to refua situations. Can a person eat treif, for example, or can a person eat chametz on Pesach uh, if it's going to be a cure for a disease? So if the illness is life-threatening, then because of the, the concept of v'chaya behem, you should live with them. It's okay. You can use these things as a cure for most diseases. The only exception being the three severe commandments. If a doctor says you worship these idols and you'll be cured, you can't worship the idols. Um, in the case of a non-life-threatening disease, there's a distinction that Ramah makes between something which gives you hana benefit and something which gives you no benefit. If there's hana, so meaning you're going to eat this uh, medicine and it's going to directly make you feel better, it's not okay if it's going to transgress one of the three commandments, like you know, eat this food, which is a vodazara. That's not okay. But if there's no benefit, 
um, in a non-threatening uh, non threatening situation, excuse me, if it's Hana for benefit, for example, Chametz on Pesach and a non-threatening illness, you normally couldn't do it because you're getting a benefit. But if there's um, no direct benefit, so for example, they're using the Chametz to make the shell for a pill, so even for a non-threatening illness, the, Ra the Ram says it's okay. Um, there is, however, an exception to this, which is when a person says, I must have this woman, I must have relations with this woman, or I'll die. If the woman is unmarried, so there's no transgression according to the Torah, it's not Ashes Ish, nonetheless, you can't have relations with the woman because we don't want to put women in a situation where they're, where they're treated so lowly like that. In fact, the Ramam extends this so further that even if a person says, I just need to talk to her or I'll die, even in that case, we don't, we don't have him talk to her, we let the person die. And the Ram closes by talking about other types of Chil Hashem and Kiddush Hashem, which essentially means doing an Avera in a spirit of a rebellion, or doing a mitzvah with no ulterior motive, so that's a Chil Hashem or a Kiddush Hashem, respectively. And also, when you have a Talmud Chacham, somebody that's identified as a Jew, as a Dogma Chaya, someone that people recognize as a Jew, he does actions in a particularly good way or a particularly bad way that reflects well or poorly on Jews, that as well can be considered a Kiddush Hashem or a Chil Hashem. And that is chapter 5.